Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. I'm Griff. Stav. I'm Will. And in this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Red Sox. I promised us a little bit this episode. We got some NBA talk, a little bit of NFL talk as we're getting down to this last week of preseason. And we're going to finish off with our predictions of standings of the AFC and NFC South. So what do we say, guys? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome back to Inside the Five. We're going to get things started talking about the last place Red Sox. Um, they just got swept by the Toronto Blue Jays in heartbreaking fashion. Two of those losses out of the three came in extra innings off of games that they both should have won. I really don't think that this team's worth talking about, especially the product on the field. Um, like yesterday, what? Base yeah. loaded, bottom of the ninth, no outs, and they didn't score. Didn't score they had the bottom of the eighth, leadoff uh, lead triple. And then they got three straight outs. No one could advance the runner. Um, the whole plate approach is just awful. Uh, they need to. They need to like reorganize. They need to like redo the entire organization. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, serious changes need to be made. And we've not only did we get swept, we've lost six of our last seven. One of those games that we did win was against the Orioles, and it's by one run. It's like we're not scoring runs. Um, we're giving up a lot of runs. We're overall just completely bad like on all cylinders remember at the beginning of the season where we started off the pitchers were hot hitting was bad and then it switched you know a couple of pitchers got hurt uh our hitting started to tune up that's when story got hot but ever since then i swear it's just been every single part of this roster has been below average um to the point where i mean hitting in general is just bad and We've seen our best players be some of our worst hitters average-wise over the span of the last couple months. So, you know, we, we've been talking on the podcast about how there's a lot of time left. And, and, you know, there still is technically time left. But just the direction that this team is taking right now really doesn't make sense. And, and I really can't see us doing anything. And, and I feel like this is the first episode that I don't want to say we gave up. But in a sense, you know, it, it, it's kind of obvious that we're just not – we're not what we want to be, and we're not going to be in the playoffs this year. But we're not really taking the right steps to begin with, like, just in general. I mean, we thought we were a couple weeks ago when we were kind of still fighting. Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of ready to just be like, I'm ready for next year. Like, in, like, in like a good way. Like, no, you're right. Like, we've dealt with injuries. We've dealt with everything. We really just got unlucky. And in my opinion, we got unlucky. Everyone kind of just being about bang average and then, our star players getting hurt and having to deal with that, especially 
doesn't help one. I know we don't need to talk about this, but like obviously not having any contracts locked up. What's the point of them trying so much if they don't know? Because they already have proven themselves. Yeah. They don't need to do anything now. Like they already earned their contract for the year. Like everyone else, they're gonna get it. They're not worried at all. Right, and and that's a scary scary thing with Xander being up this year. Rocky being up next year kind of gives us a little bit more freedom to wiggle around this off season, but. Xander's someone that we need to lock up. I, I really thought that once we got rid of Christian Vasquez, um, that didn't make me feel safe about Xander. But that's a guy that we need, straight up. He's going to be the captain of our team. Like He's going to be the leader of our team for the next five, six, until he retires, Like how many years that is. We need to lock him up for the rest of his career. We need to sign Rocky to these big numbers that, I mean, we saw J-Rod get today. Um, we saw Tatis get before he gets suspended. Um, just a lot of guys in general. Like, Rafi is a young, shining star. And, and it's not even to the point where it's like, with Julio Rodriguez, a rookie, who's hit 20 home runs, and, and I think I want to say he was the second fastest to get 20 home runs. Um, he technically really hasn't proven much yet. I mean, he's been amazing in this first year. But, but like I said, this is his first year. Devers has been doing this for a few years now. He should be getting paid with the best of them. Um, so, I mean, it's that simple. Like, let's go into this offseason. Let's pay the guys that we already have. Let's make a couple moves. I know we need a catcher. We're going to need some more pitching, especially in that bullpen. I'm not sure about that rotation. Having Chris Sale there just in general, I don't really like because we don't know when he's going to play, ever. Like, we really don't. He can come back and he'll get hurt again. He's fragile um, to the point where he's supposed to be our ace. And when your ace is on and off, whether you you really don't know the next time he's going to be playing. That hurts a whole ball club, and, it, and it's shown this year. So we, we do have a lot of issues. Um, I feel like there's not much more we can say until we get to the point where it's like, okay, what are we going to look for in the offseason? Yeah, it's – I mean, yeah, I'm just kind of looking forward to the offseason. I mean, you can still root for the team, but there's no expectations for them right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty There's really nothing it. else to say. I mean, agreed. Yeah. So yeah. let's move on to the NBA. Um, and other depressing news, in a sense, but totally predictable. Chet Holmgren is out for the year. I mean, I feel like we said this right when he got drafted, that he's fragile. He needs to put on some weight, like everyone said. And he literally got hurt guarding LeBron once. All the LeBron body memes are... Yeah, LeBron literally, like, lowered his shoulder into him and destroyed his foot. Le, Le Bounty Gate. Yeah, Le Bounty Gate, Le Chet Holmgren injury. It, it just, like, he's out for the season, but in a sick way, I feel like Sam Preston okay. loves this. Okay, I, no, you know what? You know for a fact that he loves it. I mean, it's tank for Webb and Yama. Yeah. Webb and Yama is going to be the greatest basketball player of all time. And, and think of a lineup, and Chet's going to bulk up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude, well, because especially with the Liz Frank injury, there's no cardio involved. So he's going to be lifting upper body a lot. He's going to be eating a lot. And he's not going to have the ability to lose as much weight as he usually does. So, I mean, I'm expecting him to put on at least 20 or 25 pounds within this next year. By the time we see him um, play in an NBA game, I, I feel like he's going to have an NBA-ready body. I feel like this is like we saw it with the process. You know, Joel Embiid was out for a year. Ben Simmons was out for his first year, and they come back, and they're actually pretty good. And I feel like this is, like, the perfect case where you got to see some positives in this negative situation because yeah. obviously being hurt isn't a good thing. But with Chet being 
I mean, as like skinny and scrawny as he is, this is a very good excuse to, you know, put on some weight. Chet Holmgren saw Jason Tatum drop 20 in the first quarter. Is that going to be out for the season? Yeah, he's like, I can't play. I can't yeah. play. Because, you know, the Celtics are winning the NBA yeah. championship. He's like, sure. might as well just redshirt. I mean, right now, like, out of all the players, that, like, all the star players that have gotten hurt in their first, like, season, I mean, besides Ben Simmons, that doesn't really count, but he was still, like, decent. Rookie of the year, even Rookie though he was, like, 28. Yeah, I know. Like, there's still, like, a lot of growth there for him to make after yeah. full year of NBA training. You're right. You're very right. And, and that's the best part about this was you'd rather have this happen to you in in pro ball, especially at the NBA level, compared to college because you have full access to these facilities. You have full access to the team chef, the team food, all of this. Like, this is the best that you can possibly get in this career and you just have a year everybody has your expectations now you have a complete year to train you know kind of in a sense like they're gonna i, I kind of want to compare it to like a trey lance situation and even maybe a jamar chase where they took their last year off they have a full year to train and, and you could say the same with james wiseman a full year to train and specifically train for the nba um or for the highest level of professional their professional sport and, and I feel like we, I feel like we debated this a while ago when it came to um, Trey Lance. Um, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Now he already got drafted. He has a full year to develop without playing in a game, so he doesn't really have the opportunity to have anything negative happen to him in a game to really mess up his mind. Also, I, the expectations are lower now because he's, they're not. He's, he's not coming, coming off yeah. that starter. Yeah. Like, especially for Chet's situation, like, they're obviously probably going to expect him to do good. They were expected to compete this year. I mean, right now, I think their estimated wins is, like, 23. Yeah. It's, like, the second lowest in the league projected or something like that, which, I mean, tank for Webinyama. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. And if they do get Webinyama, and and not only are they going for Webinyama, they have picks in general. So, like, if they get their own pick um, to to be, I mean, a top half lottery pick, they're going to be just fine because the Thunder, since they got rid of KD, since they got rid of Russ um, and PG and everybody, they, they've they just been bulking, bulking up for the future. And you can see that they're getting there. But you know that this right year, way. You, you can see that this year isn't going to be the year. So, mm-hmm. I mean. They, they've done it the right way in the sense, I feel like we've said this, but where you know, they, they kind of could sense that no one was going to resign and that they weren't going anywhere. Yeah. You know, they, they acquired all the talent that year with, like, PG, Melo, and they still got eliminated in the first round. And it, they were like, all right, now's the time when these guys' stock is high. Like, I mean, PG hasn't really played since the Thunder traded him. Russ Westbrook's career has gone down in shambles since then. Like, I, they sold stock at the right time. You yeah, know, it was in and out of retirement. On yeah, Melo. exactly. So it's like one of those they, – they got a lot of future pieces in which people are like, oh, wow, the Thunder are trying to lose – yeah, you know, doing they it. are, and and they're. I mean, they're they're doing it like like you said, stuff the right way. Like they're like honestly, I'm kind of rooting for them to have like the first like full rebuild, mm-hmm. like in the NBA, like literally since the Celtics, literally like scratch. Well, yeah, because the Celtics created for like we still yeah. had we still had stuff to play with. Like they literally have all rookies yeah. besides like Shea and Lou Dort. Well, like, I know Dort's gonna hold. But like they built those guys too. Gear from Lou Dort. I'm yeah. not kidding. I might bet him for MVP. No. <laughs> All right, so next on the NBA news, we have Pat Bev traded to the Lakers. And my preliminary thoughts on this, 
it really doesn't make the Lakers any better. This trade just cancels each other out. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of just like, okay. And, it, and it's not even the fact that they... So so the Jazz in return got Tail and Horton Tucker, which by all means everybody has been saying for years that they're waiting for him to break out. I mean, not for years because I think he's going into year three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have, like, no hope for Tail and Horton Tucker. Yeah. I have never thought he was that good. I don't think he's a starter in this league. And they also got rid of Stanley Johnson, which is, like, he was pretty good on the Pistons. Yeah, he wasn't bad. But he's not good anymore. So, I mean, they got Pat Bev, who's decent. They, But you're right. They really didn't get better. This wasn't really a position of need because Pat Bev is a starting one. Yeah. yeah. And Russell Westbrook is also a starting one, whether you like it or neither not. Neither can shoot. And, and neither can shoot, and neither of their egos are going to allow themselves to come off the bench. And well, not only I that, don't know about that because I, I think Bev – Pat Bob would be the one to come on. Yes, yes. Russ wouldn't. No, I, I just don't, I just don't understand the move. Like, THT's kind of like a little below average. I know it's only going to be his third year. But, like, for in terms of... Nah, Taylor Horton Tucker sucks. I'm, I'm sorry. I think he what sucks. What is he averaged? Nine a game last year? I'm like... Yeah, it wasn't, any, game. it wasn't anything that good. And then, like, Stanley Johnson, like, obviously, he's a vet. So, what is, like, there's... Like, I guess you get that. But then, like... Yeah, right. Well, like getting Pat Bev and Russ on the same team, like if you're the Lakers, like what direction are you even taking with this trade? It, it really doesn't make sense. It's just to the point where they're just trying to, you know, gain things. Honestly, it just seems like they're just trying to keep the fans happy with them in the news. Yeah. Like they were just out of the news for too long. I mean, but at the same time, it's kind of like you got to make a trade at some point. You got to make some moves at some point. Everybody's expecting moves. So why, why not go out? And, and, and th- this is a blockbuster trade. Because of the fact that it's the Los Angeles Lakers. If, okay, if the Minnesota Timberwolves still had Pat Bev, right? And they were trading Pat Bev to, say, the Jazz. The Jazz, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody, oh, they'd be like, remember when Pat Bev got moved twice this offseason? Yeah. That wasn't really that big of a deal. It's only a big deal because he's going to the Lakers. So, like, this isn't a blockbuster trade or anything. It's just a little move. But I do have the question of, who won this trade straight up? Because you have to look at it this way. The Jazz, we don't know what their next move is going to yeah, be. Exactly. And everybody's just waiting for Donovan Mitchell to get dumped. Um, they don't know what's going to happen. And Pat Bev is ready to go to a win-now team, which I guess you could say the Lakers are just because they have LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis. They got rid of Taylor Horton Tucker, though, and they got rid of Stanley Johnson. So, like, I don't know. I mean, stop it. I mean, what do you think? I guess Lakers won it. I don't think yeah. it makes them necessarily better, but I just don't think that they're, the Jazz got any good value back. Okay. I mean, hypothetically, this is we can talk about this more when it gets closer to the NBA season, but the Lakers don't have any three-point shooting on their roster. Yeah. I think we kind of talked about this before, but you're down by three. Who do you want taking the shot? It's going to have to be LeBron. Yeah, and it's just like, that's what's he, a 30% three-point shooter? So it's like one of those things where... Okay, Ken Bazemore maybe is gonna take that shot. I no, <laughs> yeah, you three. can't have him take that shot. I know it's just like one. Of, they don't have any spot up shooters, and that's how LeBron succeeds. And the Lakers haven't built the roster around him to succeed. And that's gonna be the excuse. That's once what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Like, what direction are they even like taking with this trade? Like, why aren't they just trying to use like? Because like THT, like in terms of league source, like obviously he's not good. Like his stats aren't good, but like he's in his third year, and there's potential. That lineup is so bad. Russell Westbrook, Pat Bev, Quan Toscano, Anderson, LeBron. Okay, but here's here's what it's gonna be. Um, Austin Reeves is gonna run the three because they said Austin Reeves is gonna be their starter and in their closing lineup. 
They have a lot of trust in Austin Reeves, which is a bad thing because, once again, Austin Reeves isn't good. Like, he's really yeah. not that good. So he's going to – I guarantee he's going to start over Juan Toscano Anderson at the three, and, and it's going to be around that same lineup where I think we might see Russ and Pat Bev play the one and two and kind of – you know, I think Russ is going to be the point guard on offense, be a shooting guard on defense, guard, mm-hmm. guard, the, guard the two when he's on defense but bring up the ball, and Pat Bev is going to lock up, I mean, I guess you could say the other team's best guard. And then Austin Reeves is going to do nothing. LeBron James is going to run the four with Juan Toscano Anderson behind him, and, and you're going to have AD at center with Thomas Bryant. That's actually not bad. No, which group. I was going to say is by far their best position group. If I'm AD, one, I'm pissed. Two, why is he speaking to the front office? Like, why have we heard him say anything? Like, he literally just doesn't He hasn't care. even been playing basketball. I know, but I'm saying, like, why? Like, I feel like this team sucks. Like, like, like at, 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 Walker, what, at what point, like, like what are you like? Anthony Davis is just wasting. This depth right. chart has Lonnie Walker as the backup small forward. Lonnie Walker is a point guard. Yeah. yeah, I know. Like they just don't. They don't have anyone. They don't have small forwards because I mean, I mean, I guess you could say Austin Reeves, but that's literally with LeBron at the four. That's Austin Reeves is their <laughs> only small forward on this roster. So I mean. I, I want to say that there's no chance they don't make another move. They have to make another move. Yeah, this lo- this at least two more. It, it is very incomplete. Um, so I guess like we can say more about this team when when we get closer to the NBA season, which really isn't that far away. It's literally a month point. and a half away, yeah. basically. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can get excited to see what kind of moves the Lakers are going to make in the future, if there is any, which I, I really think there should be. But we yeah. can move on here to the NFL. We have one more week of preseason. We're almost there. Preseason, by the way, I'm going to say has been awesome. I love Thursday nights. I love watching games on Friday nights, on Saturday, and then on Sunday. It's been awesome. But I am ready to get the Thursday night, the Sunday slate, Sunday night, and Monday night get go- oh, get going. Sorry. Um, this is exciting. In, in the last week of the preseason, is ex- very, very exciting for these subpar teams. Um, and we're going to get straight into the most subpar team, my favorite team, the Seattle Seahawks. We have a big QB battle. I would say, if not this team, then maybe the Steelers is the biggest QB battle left of this of uh, this yeah, preseason. That's the, yeah. Um, but straight up, we have Drew Locke, we have Geno Smith, Will. Who's going to win this QB battle? I think it's going to be settled this week. But who do you think is going to ball out this week and win it? I think Geno Smith's going to start. For the Seattle Seahawks, week one and probably through week five, six, and then however he falls around, then that could be Drew Lock time. What about your stuff? It depends on what direction the franchise wants to go. I mean, do you want to put people in the seats? I feel like Drew Lock would be more apt to put people in the seats compared to Geno Smith. You know what you're going to get with Geno Smith, but yeah. Drew Lock, such a wild card. Like I, I, this is kind of a bad comparison, but Drew Lock kind of reminds me of Jameis. You know. He's gonna sling it around, but you don't know what is he gonna. Yeah, what, what team? What team is he gonna no, sling the ball? The reason why I was thinking Geno Smith is because Drew Locke's been out, so yeah. they they really haven't. I feel like they wouldn't throw him in week one. And, 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 in the, the, and the reason why I'm gonna say Geno Smith for week one is the fact that Pete Carroll is our coach. Yeah, and, and the fact that Drew Locke was out because of COVID makes yeah. it a lot easier for for um, Pete Carroll to kind of say like. Oh, that's like not a good excuse for us to start Gino. But I genuinely think Gino earned this spot. Yeah. 
in the in, in the sense that the only reason that I could see Drew Locke starting is because he's younger and, and is because he has the ability to make these more exciting plays. But throughout watching the past two games, you know, I didn't see Drew Locke in, in week two because of COVID. But in week one, watching them go up, kind of, you know, um, Drew Locke in the first half, Gino get in the second half. Gino has a command, you know, just because of the veteran presence. He's been in the system for a few years now, especially. He's a lot more comfortable behind um, center when it comes to playing for the Seattle Seahawks because he's been here, he knows what he's doing, and he's been in the league for a long time. So he knows kind of, you know, the flow of the game. He knows what he's doing with these receivers. He, he just knows in general. When, when you go a veteran against a young guy, the young guy would win it because of the promise, but the veteran here in this case is going to win it just because he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I got Geno Smith starting week one, and I got Jimmy Garoppolo starting week two. Do you think the, the Seahawks are going to trade for a... Okay, so here's the thing. That drop, that... that <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say it was zoned out, when, but then when you said Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm like, wait, did he just switch to the 49ers or something? Yeah. Here's the thing. Jimmy G is on the block. Yeah. Heavily. Yeah. But teams know that Jimmy Garoppolo already isn't starting. So yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is up for trade. They're trying to find any value they can. They're they not going to get him. anything. They're going to yeah, cut him because it's official that Trey Lance is this starting quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't playing in any preseason games. He's not practicing with them because yeah. when you've seen the clips of him practicing, he's practicing with like coaches and different staff. He's not practicing with the team. He is gone. Yeah. So these teams that are looking for a quarterback, which there isn't many, right? There isn't many teams that are looking for a quarterback. They're not going to make a trade because they know by week, by the end of week one, Jimmy G is going to get cut. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a good fit, and especially if the Seahawks do end up signing or trading, however it happens, to get Jimmy G, I think that's a perfect fit. Yeah. I mean, they're a team who's going to probably want to run the ball. They have two good backs. Yep. They got a... Offensive line is better than a running last year. Yeah, the clip I sent you, the yeah. right tackle just dominated. Yeah, it's uh, so, better left tackle. Jimmy G is a quarterback that can thrive in a run first. Yeah, The thing that may be stopping this team from getting Jimmy Garoppolo um, this year is just the fact that we could just pull a little tank and try to get a quarterback in the first round, someone like Strode. Someone, someone like a Bryce Young. Will Levis. Um, I wouldn't say Will Levis, but <laughs> <laughs> the other two names I do like. Um, but I mean, if we're looking to win a couple of games, Jimmy is there and he will be available. Yeah. So I mean, I don't see why not if we want to win games. Um, coming from a Seahawks fan perspective, I don't want to win games this year. Straight up, I'm going to watch Chargers games. I'm going to watch Jets games. I'm going to watch these fun, young, exciting teams. And then I'm going to get ready to gear up for my rookie quarterback next year. But that's what I'm going to leave it at for now. Um, I mentioned this other team here when we're talking about quarterback battles. We have one in Pittsburgh, guys, between Mitch and Kenny Pickett. And at the beginning of the preseason, it really seemed like it was going to be Mitch, right? Mm-hmm. And just the fact that he signed to a two-year deal, I think it was around $14 million, so that's seven a year, pretty good money. Um, it seemed like he was going there to be a starting quarterback. And that's what everybody thought. And with, with getting Kenny Pickett, it kind of looked like, oh, we're going to let Mitch ride out this year. Kenny Pickett's going to get a year to kind of develop, learn the system, all of this. Until we see him in, in these first two preseason games, and he's been very good. Yeah. So, so it's come to the point where this kind of has opened up a little bit just by the fact that Kenny Pickett has been very good in these two preseason games. 
and people say can say what they want about preseason games, but that's where rookies kind of prove themselves. You know, like the, we're still going 100 percent. He's faced a, against a couple of first team defenses. He's looked pretty good. You know, he's had his iffy moments, but that's what happens with rookies. Um, and with the direction that the Steelers are trying to take, th this serves a big issue because Mitch isn't that old. But you know that at some point, Kenny Pickett is going to be their starting quarterback because, I mean, he's Kenny Pickett. You know, he, he was fantastic in college. You see the potential that he could be a starting quarterback in this league. The question is when. Now, now, do you think it's going to be week one, or do you think that Mitch is going to be there? I wish we could see this last week of preseason just to kind of see what they're running the first-team offense with. Yeah. But I, I've heard I, – you guys could correct me if you've heard otherwise, but I thought Kenny Pickett was taking a lot of first-team reps in practice yeah, right. as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I do think that it's going to be kind of like last year with Mac Jones kind of in the news emerging with only two weeks left until the opening uh, kickoff, essentially. Um, I think that Kenny Pickett will be the starter of the Pittsburgh Steelers come week one. That's fair. That's fair. And it's to the point where this, this has been a surprising one because, like, I didn't really think this at the beginning of the regular season, or at the beginning of the preseason, like you said. It's just the fact that he's been flat out balling out. I was going to say Kenny Pickett, too. The way he's gelling with all those players, like especially in the preseason, and he's taking first-team reps, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't just roll with him. And then, obviously, like you don't know what's going to happen, but if he doesn't end up panning out in the regular season, they still have a security blanket and Trubisky to come in and, and, and just try to win games. Yeah, in a, in a division with a team that, you know, they may not be fantastic, but they have the ability Ooh. to kind of sneak in there and, and maybe find a way. Oh, you're looking at the depth chart? Yeah. Yeah, that's just how it has it for now. But you know ESPN depth charts be capping. Yeah. Um, but but a lineup that's not terrible in my opinion, you know, and if George Pickens can come that through is kinda of good at picking it in corner. That, that's what I'm saying. If George Pickens can come through and be that wide receiver maybe two behind Deontay Johnson, or maybe even a wide receiver one, and let Deontay Johnson thrive in that slot, which is where everybody loves to see him, you have Claypool on that other outside spot. Um, with Firemuth, you know, that you got a top end fullback and you have a decent I'm not gonna say a great, you have a decent O line. And, and that defense honestly isn't bad. It, it really isn't that good. It, like run stop wise, the, there's a lot of holes in that. that the linebacking core is that, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the linebacking core is awesome. The safeties are good. I like Cameron Sutton and obviously you know what Micah Fitzpatrick's gonna do. Um or I I'm sorry, I, I meant to say I meant to say secondary. Um but Terrell Edmonds and Minka, I mean, those are great safeties. I don't mind Levi, Levi Wallace, but, yeah, I mean, the, the rest of these corners aren't really that great. So they have a couple holes in their team. But this is a team that if Kenny Pickett can really put it together and have a great year, then they can maybe sneak in mm -hmm. um, with about 500. And, and who knows? But I think Mitch is the safe option. That's why I think we're going to see him in the first week. And I think it's going to be a situation that I'm literally going to compare it to the same guy that Mitch Trubisky had where they're waiting for him to mess up. They're yeah. just waiting for him to have one mistake, and when you put that on a quarterback, he will have one mistake because of the pressure that you put on him, the unnecessary pressure. And, and we're going to be seeing Kenny Pickett very soon. This whole, I compared it to Mac Jones last year with Kenny Pickett. I also kind of want to compare it to Baker Mayfield and the Browns that first year, although it was an injury that sidelined. Um, Tyrod Taylor for the Browns that year. Mm -hmm. It very well could be something like that with Mitch Trubisky where they're just waiting for something to come up and they'll just start um, 
take it for the rest of the year. I was going to say Baker, but... Right, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's going to be an interesting battle. It's always interesting with the rookies because it's like, why not take a shot on a rookie, or do you want to be safe? I um, looking at your butt. Can you have an insane team? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. <laughs> yeah, my team's nice. But, um, but yeah, um, moving on, big news. Conjoint practice between the Super Bowl matchup. What was that deal? Was yeah, that? that's why I brought yeah. that up. So weird, and that's what led Aaron Donald being a crazy man, smacking somebody two in the head people. with a helmet. With two helmets. You see that picture? <laughs> he had two helmets, and he's just swinging like crazy. I heard that he might get suspended. Um, That's the question I was going to ask. By the team. It would have to be by the team. The I NFL's not going to do anything. If you were in the position of the team stop, hell no. Would you suspend? No. Him? Okay. Okay. I'm being straight up. I wouldn't suspend him just because he's Aaron Donald. Yeah. There's um, somebody else. It's different. Maybe I'll suspend him for this preseason game. Yeah. At the point, no one got it hurt. No. Yeah. Exactly. So they, they don't need to. It's, it, not, it's, it's, it's not the point. Mason Rudolph situation where he literally could have died. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Well, I'm, we were kind of joking when we were, when I, we started talking about this, but like, no one got hurt, and like. Yeah, and it's Aaron Donald. Just suspend him for this preseason game, technically, and a week. Maybe, and maybe and like he probably won't even play the preseason game. He won't. Yeah, like, give him a fine, and then his, the owner will pay it off. If I'm Sean McVay, I, I saw Sean McVay just talking about how he was glad nobody got injured. That's all he really said. If I'm Sean McVay, I'm hyped because you know Aaron Donald still has that fire after saying yeah. that he's going to potentially retire. But, I mean, you know what Aaron Donald's going to bring. And, and this isn't, like, out of, like, out of like the possibilities of what you think Aaron Donald is gonna do, because you know we've seen him do some crazy stuff. Like yeah. he he gets a hot head and he gets in fights in game in practice. I think every year the Rams have a conjoint practice and Aaron Donald starts a fight. Um, or even not conjoint hyped up for the year. So <laughs> I saw I, I, this was all over Twitter when it happened. I forgot the, what day it was, and I don't have screenshots. I should have taken them for this, but. Every single like random lineman chimed in. And yeah, was like, Aaron Donald just hates to be blocked. He, I guarantee there was nothing that happened wrong here. No, and Aaron no, Donald just no, got pissed. He was getting double teamed or something. He, yeah, he was probably getting double teamed, maybe even triple teamed because he's Aaron Donald and he was just pissed. Because like, remember that clip of D Book when he was getting double teamed in like open runs? He was yeah. like, "Come on, guys! Like we're practicing." So I, I really think that it's only deep because people made it deep. Um, it got to the point where people were on Twitter saying like, "This could possibly be assault," where it's like. You know, there's a there's a difference. There's a there's a difference when you know, you could say that they let it slide in in football or in hockey and stuff like that when there's fights and people get messed up. But that's exactly what it is. They get paid to do this. Like they, this is you. You can think of it technically as like a show. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like this is entertainment. This is what they're here to do. And and when you're a professional athlete, especially in football, when your job is to hit, you know, and there, and there's a lot of tension and there's millions of dollars on the line. I, I really couldn't see how this could be assault. This is a part of the game. It's not like this hasn't happened before. We've seen it in a real game. We've seen it in many real games um, to the point where I don't think he's going to get a suspension. I don't think he'll get a fine. I, I really don't think anything will happen. And Aaron Donald is going to be a great player this season. I, just just drop it. I don't really think it's that deep to begin with. Yeah, no, that's that's why I wanted to bring it up because it was all over ESPN all day. Oh yeah, they were milking it like usual because they were probably just like, oh my god, he's probably gonna get. They were they were waiting for like the NFL to like suspend him or something like that so they could be the first people to like say it and nothing's gonna happen. Like it's, it's their training camp. You happy the Seahawks are minus seven tonight against the Cowboys? This this will probably be the only game we're favored in all year. That's a big spread. We weren't we weren't favored. Um, in the first two preseason games either, rightfully so. Um, we didn't cover the spread. We haven't covered the spread yet. Um, and I don't think we'll cover the spread tonight. Yeah, that's a crazy spread. Well, because we're playing Drew Locke in the first half and Geno Smith in the second half. What? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that part. Okay, so this is like yeah. the battle. The battle is tonight. They're going to play their ones all game. Yeah, we're going to play our ones. Like, I think we're going to play the first drive, DK and Tyler Locke are going to be out there. And then the first drive of the second half, DK and Tyler Locke are also going to be out there. Did you guys see, speaking of, I don't know what made me think of that, but there was an ESPN fantasy football do not draft list. I really? saw that thing on Instagram. It was, it was Josh Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, like um, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Um, I Zeke, think was Zeke was on that list. That list. It's like, if uh, I, so, I, so was Amari Cooper. If, I have a, if I'm in a position to, I mean, Amari Cooper, that's a, that's a decent shout because he's not a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you can still get it. It's Amari Cooper and he's the wide receiver one. Like, he's like, going to get touches. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if, if I'm in a position to draft Josh Allen, oh, he's probably going to win MVP this year. Yeah. Or, like, who's going to be up there? Uh, it's almost dumb if you don't take literally almost any single Josh Allen. Like, it's fantasy. You have to take a risk on someone. Yeah, and those guys aren't even risks. Josh no, it's out. Josh. Like who? Like who? Realistically, they're like, oh, don't draft him, and then they're like, oh yeah, go ahead and draft like. I wish Baker Mayfield. Yeah, like, yeah, no, and then they're like, we we love Justin Fields. Yeah, and it's he's like, gonna get like he's gonna average like five points, and yeah, like five picks a game. Yeah. All right. Um, I got one more question in yes. the NFL before we end. This is this is what what reminded yeah. me of seeing. This. Yes, I have one more question before we get into our uh, predictions for the AFC and NFC South. And that comes out of Dallas, mm-hmm. um, America's team. We've been saying this for a couple of years now, and, and I've been seeing reports where nothing in practice, but a lot of people are guessing within the first couple of weeks, Tony Pollard is going to be running back one. And I think I, w- I wanted to bring this up on this episode before the season starts because I've been team Tony Pollard since he was a rookie. And as much as I love Zeke, uh, you know, he was so exciting coming out of Ohio State. The fact that Dak and him came in at the same time was awesome. I, I want to come out and say I, I think that this may come back to bite me in the ass at the end of the season if Zeke really kind of comes through and comes back. Tony Pollard is a better all-around back than Ezekiel Elliott is now. I believe that. I have no problem with you saying that. Just yeah. due to injuries, due to everything that's happened to Zeke, the way that he came back to preseason, you know, gaining a lot of weight, which, I mean... You know, nothing wrong with it. it. It depends on the direction that he's trying to take. But I think that Tony Pollard in this offense where you have CeeDee Lamb, where you have Michael Gallup who's hurt for now, and Jalen Tolbert who's been hurt of, you know, the rookie who may make a couple of moves, um, who may do a couple of things for this team. 
Tony Pollard is a great uh, pass catching bat. What I was going to say, I really think that Dak w- would succeed, especially with Tyron Smith being out now. Exactly. Dak oh, but, and, and, and by the way, that makes that offensive line very bad. Yeah. Very yeah. bad. All they have is Zach Martin. What I was going to say was recently Zeke has not proven to be a top premier back in the league. You're right. He's not a premier season. back. And Tony Pollard has stepped into that little void that's kind of been created with their like double running back system, and he's kind of showing his worth. No, and I, don't, and I don't see why they wouldn't be like, okay, well, let's try Tony Pollard in all game, and then have Zeke come in when we need someone like as a power back, because Zeke would probably be like in in like if we look at this, it's kind of like a Kareem Hunt Chubb situation where like. Yeah. Zeke is Kareem Hunt and Tony Pollard is Chubb. Where you have a little bit of speed, you have a little bit of offense, and you have a little. What's going on? I, I didn't know college football started tomorrow. Yeah, we oh. do. Wow. But yeah, sorry no, for interrupting. Yeah, but where where they kind of have that little double running back situation going, but I feel like Zeke consuming most of those reps would be not as helpful to them. It's, it's going to come down to the point where this is going to be mad. Where you have your power back and you have your third down back, mm-hmm. and it's just what kind of style of offense are you going to be running more? And I really think that they're going to be using a third down back more. They're going to be using receiving back a lot more. They're going to be and Tony Pollard. Year, and Tony Pollard, in my opinion, is a lot better. I feel like the Cowboys are going to end up having to be pass heavy because that offensive line. I don't think a lot of holes are going to open up for the running backs. They're going to need to do a little, a lot of dump downs. Yeah, yeah, no, you're very right. A lot of screens, and that's what we've seen from this team. And, and Tony Pollard's a guy with explosive speed. They're playing in Dublin, Ireland, by the way. Slow field. But, 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 okay, I guess I'll bring it up right now. Week zero, starting on Saturday, tomorrow at the time of this recording. Northwestern, Nebraska, in Dublin, Ireland. It's a slow field, slow grass, but slow teams. week zero, not a lot of reps taken. That ball is going to be flying all over that grass pitch, and you know it. That's the lowest, I don't know, Nevada and New Mexico State. Hey, look, at, look at the spread of UConn versus Utah State. It's like 30. UConn, UConn's plus 26 and a half. UConn stinks. UConn is not going to win a game this year. But um, let's head into the final segment, yeah. segment <laughs> of this episode. We got the AFC <laughs> and the NFC South. We're going to be starting off with the AFC Stav. Get us started. Okay. I'm going to go straight up. Texans last. I think they're going to go 2-15. and 15. I don't really – I think the hype for Davis Mills is unwarranted. I just think that it's because he, he was bad on – or he was decent on a bad team last year. They're not really going to be that good. I mean, there's not much – I mean, Damian Pierce is probably the running back one there. Rex Burkhead running back too. Yeah, like they, they have some they have some decent dudes. Like, yes. I don't I, I really don't have much to say about that team. Fair. Um, Derek Stingley's there, right? Yeah, yeah Derek so he's, he's cool. Junior. Yeah. yeah. Next, I have the Jags going um, five and twelve. I think they I they like took that. some steps forward, um, but this is going to be a promising five and twelve. I think they're going to compete in a lot of games. Trevor Lawrence, this is kind of his his year to prove that he's worth being a number one pick. Um, that to five and twelve. Next, I got the um, Titans. I have them going ten and seven. I think that Ryan Tannehill is not going to do much, really. I think that we might see Malik Willis. I don't, I'm not really putting any money on that. Um, Derrick Henry is going to take some steps back, in my opinion, and losing A.J. Brown hurts. But that defense is going to be good like usual. Mike Rabel, they're, they're coached well. 
their line's good, so mm-hmm. they're going to be a competitive team. They might sneak into the playoffs. Then I got the Colts winning the division at 12-5. and five. I love what they've done. I love Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the league. The offensive line is one of the best offensive lines in the league. That defense picking up Stephon Gilmore, like, that is, that's a solid defense. I love what they did. I forgot that they got Gilmore. Yeah, so I, I, love the, I love the Colts this year at 12-5. Okay, I'll go next. Number two seed in the AFC. Um, starting at the bottom, we have the Texans. I have them going 5-12. and 12. And, and, and a big reason of that is I think we're going to see a few games where Davis Mills, like, actually kind of comes through. And it's like, oh, yeah, 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 we were all right about Davis Mills. I still think Davis Mills stinks. Um, I still think Drew Locke is better than Davis Mills. Um, and Geno Smith is also better than Davis Mills. Um, but, yeah, 5-12. and 12. I feel like that's a good number to be like. Yeah, they could randomly scrap to, a few wins. I, yeah, exactly. I think they're going to scrap a few wins to the point where the Texans fans are going to be mad that they're not getting the pick that they want. Yeah. Like, I think that they're just such a bad franchise to the point that they're not even going to get the pick that they want. Um, next up, I got the Jags at 6-11, and 11, so just one more win than you. That one more win, I think, is going to be the Trevor Lawrence game, where he just bugs out. Um, goes off 400 yards, a few touchdowns, maybe one on the ground as well. Um, and, and ETN and him kind of have a little two-man game going during that game as well. Um, and the Jags, like you said about uh, your 5-12 and 12 Jags, my 6-11 and 11 Jags, same thing. This is a promising 6-11. Mm-hmm. Very promising 6-11. At the top, I have another tie. I feel like the last couple of uh, divisions I've talked about, we had ties um, at the top. That's between the Titans and the Colts, obviously. I have them both at 10-7. and 7. Now, very low. I'm very low on this division in general just because it's the AFC South. I do have the Titans winning the tiebreaker. I don't know why. I don't know why. Straight up. Um I just do. I think it's because of Rabel. I think Derrick Henry will be pretty good this year. And I think it's going to be fun to kind of watch Derrick Henry go up against Jonathan Taylor just in terms of AFC South running backs. This is, this is going to be very exciting to watch. That's going to be the best part of the AFC South this year. Yeah. That's all i got to say. So, also, last Texans at 4-13. and 13, But I think this is like a decent 4-13. and 13. They're going to just be scrappy. They're going to win a few games. No one's gonna really think too much about it, but they're gonna like they'll be there. They'll be they'll they'll I feel like they'll compete week. in a game in games that we don't expect them to compete in, and they're gonna be like, oh wow, we'll see it on like, red zone, and it's like, oh, yeah. what's the score of that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like, oh, why the Texans only down like four? Yeah, and then, yeah, that's something random like that. And then I have the Jags going five and twelve, like Stav said, and you guys both said. It's a good five and twelve. Yeah, they're taking they're, steps forward. They're, yeah, they're going to compete in new most. Of, they're going to compete in most of the games they're playing in. I just don't feel like they're going to have the the strength to really take them over the edge in like the fourth quarter. Those times where they need to get the lead back or whatnot. But that's a like strong five and twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the Titans going nine and eight. Um, I just think they're kind of going to be an average team this year. I don't really think too much about them. Tannehill really throws me off. Yeah, Tannehill. I, that's the only reason why I just don't really know about that team. That team kind of always just finds their way and don't end up doing too much with it. Then Colts going tall and five winning the division. I like that whole team. I don't know what is wrong with me in terms of the Colts because you know I'm, 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 also, like Colts. I'm also low on this division. I'm that's just low on the division. Is like, I just think that they'll at least split with everyone because. in the division, and I think they're gonna. I think the Colts are gonna beat out the Jags and the Texans, yeah. like both games, yeah. and I think they'll split with the Titans. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous for Matt Ryan. I and it's a mental thing where I don't know if he's gonna be healthy. I don't know. 
that's my prediction. That's not a bad like prediction. Who did I say on the last episode that I was like, someone's having a season ending? Yeah, Kyle Murray's having a season ending injury, so they're going like six and, six and eleven. But yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm just. Matt Ryan is so old. I love Matt Ryan. I have a Matt Ryan BC jersey in my closet right now. Like I love Matt Ryan. I don't wish any harm against him. I just. With such a young team, I hate when there's a young team with an old quarterback. Why do the Colts keep doing this? They did it with Phillip Rivers, and then that's, they did it last year with Carson. Just Penn. get a quarterback. Yeah. Just get a quarterback. Just, like, that's like, just get one. Need. You could have got Baker. Yeah. You could have got Baker on the Colts would be awesome. Baker on the Colts would be fantastic. I'd have them going 13 and 4 if they had Baker. I'd be yeah. good ass. No, yeah. A young team with a young quarterback that has a chip on their shoulder. Yes. Baker's going to be good. Yeah. I'm going to talk about it. I love We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, right now. Gonna talk about I'm going to talk about it right and now. And I really don't have... Actually, I had a... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's why like, this is a good record because he's on a bad team. Yes. And, and that's the Panthers. I have them tying with the Falcons at the bottom of this division at 7-10. And 7-10 and for Baker Mayfield on this team is a success. Yeah, do you want to just go with your... Just yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go with mine right now. So, yeah, I got the Panthers at 7-10, and 10, and I think all seven of these wins are going to be because of Baker Mayfield. I think that Chuba Hubbard is going to have... Or Chuba, sorry. Chuba Hubbard is going to have um, a good role this year, splitting reps with Christian McCaffrey, and that's why I drafted him in fantasy, because they're going to be nervous of CMC, so they're going to use him a little bit less to try to extend his you know, his ability to actually be on the field. And Chuba Hubbard is a great guy to you know, kind of be like that second back that's going to get good touches, maybe a couple red zone touches as well, a lot of power sets, a lot of eye form, stuff like that. Um, the Falcons, 7-10 and 10 I have as well. I like the Falcons. They fly around the field. Marcus Mariota, speedster, likes to throw the ball. Kyle He's Pitts. from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. That's a big positive. That's a cool place to be. Um, Kyle Pitts is just sick. Kyle Pitts, Drake awesome. London. Drake London, awesome. Cordero Patterson's there. Cordero Patterson returns kicks. Um, Running back sometimes. Maybe. Um, at the end of the day, the Falcons at 7-10, and 10, this is going to be a success, and Desmond Ritter is going to be their quarterback next year. I love Desmond Ritter. His pre- Did you guys see that Monday night game? Yeah, yeah we were watching, we were in chat. Yeah. Um, Desmond Ritter kind of looks like he's ready. I love Desmond quarterback. Ritter. I love Desmond Ritter. He looks like he's ready. I he looks like an, love like an Air Force pilot in the 1940s. Dude, and just flying. Yeah. Just, just flying. Focus, man. Just absolutely locked in. But uh, to finish off, um, kind of shaking up here, at the top half, you would think that I have the Bucks at the one seed, William, but I do not. I got the Saints, but we'll start with the Bucks. I got them at ten and seven. That offensive line, that offensive line is in shambles. Tom Brady is four hundred years old, and he is still amazing, but he's not someone that can move out of the pocket. And if you had a great offensive line around him, I'd probably have them winning the Super Bowl this year with Julio Jones, you know, with Chris Godwin. They have the weapons around them. They just don't have the big boys. And, and they have a decent defense. I like their front seven a lot. I'll, I'll never be sold on their secondary. Um, so I have them finishing in at 10-7. and seven. And I have the Saints with Jameis going 11-6. and six. This team is complete. This team is complete, and it's really all up to how Jameis is going to bounce back from this injury. And it's going to be how Michael Thomas also backs back or comes back from this injury as well. And, and if they are successful off of this, I do see them going 11-6, and six, and I see them competing for a Super Bowl. Okay. I'm going right. to be honest. I'll go now, I guess. Um, I'm in the same boat with you with the Falcons. I, I actually do like the Falcons. Yeah. I just don't think that they're ready. I like them. They, they're not like a – okay, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. They're young, fun, and exciting. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's that, all three of them. If, 
it just, I don't know. They, they have some holes in that team, obviously. I mean, that, that second, A.J. Terrell is good. Yes. Um, he's a he's a superstar in the making. Yeah, yeah. He, he's good. I, I like him. Uh, Deion Jones is still there, right? Yeah. He's, say he's fast. He's a Madden user. That's the... <laughs> if you're a Madden user, you're good in real life. That, that's how I think of it. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, that offense, you know what's there. Their, their line's okay, I guess. I don't, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. It's just... Lindstrom. It's just a bunch of meh. Matt Hennessy. Yeah, yeah. Jake Matthews. It's a bunch of... Uh, it's yeah. like names that you realize, uh, and if you know the name of an offensive lineman, it's like, oh, they might be good. Oh, Alameda Zacchaeus. I just like to say his name. He's a wide receiver. <laughs> he is good, though. Yeah, I know. I just like to say his name. Whenever um, the announcer says it, it's fun. All right. Next, in that division, I have these Panthers going 7-10. and 10. Um, Baker's going to leave them, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, I, hope, I hope they move Sam Darnold um, anywhere and just find, like, another piece. Yeah. Maybe on defense. Just anybody. Maybe, like, a I, don't, I don't love corner. that defense. I don't. Honest, I don't either. I don't. Their linebackers are very bad, except like Shaq Thompson. Yeah. Um. Their secondary is not good. Their Their line isn't bad though. Derek Brown and Ioannidis in the middle. Yeah, that's too good for the middle. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, but I mean, Brian Burns on the out. Actually, no, the D line's okay. Yeah, the D line's good. 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 That's the that's even the Gross Matos. And even their safeties are good. At, and JC Horn. Okay, so what am I saying? I, I think the Panthers' defense is pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad. I, I hate their linebackers. The linebackers are terrible. You know, Shaq Thompson's good, but. I hate the rest of them. Yeah, so that's another hole. I mean, but they're not – I don't think Matt Rule's a good coach. Johnny Hecker on this team, Matt Punnett. Yeah. I, gonna, gonna, I did not know that. He's going to kick the shit out of I did not know that Johnny Hecker was on this I, team. When they called his name last week in the preseason game, I was like, oh. That's yeah. like, interesting. But um, their coach is terrible. I think that's holding them back, to be honest. Who's uh, their coach now? Matt Rule. Oh, yeah. I, right. I think he's an idiot. That's right. No, you're right. I don't think he's going to – um together. Yeah, so I, that's literally the only reason why – I think Sean Payton's going to return as a Panthers coach. Next, I have, um, and I swip, or I swapped out what you had, Griff. Mm-hmm. I have the Saints going ten and seven. They're going to be good. I, I think Jameis Winston throws away too many, like two games or whatever, which causes them to go ten and seven that they should have won, but he'll throw like a pick six or something. And is Michael Thomas going to play? I don't know. I could. afraid of God. He's on my fantasy team. Yeah. Well, you you think he'd play? Like last year, we thought he was going to play. He just never did. And then. To finish this division, uh, no, and I love the Saints defense as well. They love they got Tyron, love they got Tyron Matthew, Cam Jordan's still there. Demario Davis is awesome. Marcus, Mar- May. yeah, awesome. Marcus Davenport too. C.J. Gardner Johnson is like not a starter. He's always happy, and he's awesome. He's the Patrick Beverly. I love C.J. Gardner Johnson. Yeah, like that that team that team's good. And you I mean you have Kamara until further notice? Like I think Kamara's gonna play. I think Kamara's I, I think he's gonna play, but that court. Case happens in the middle of the season, so and, 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 and they have Mark Ingram back as well. Yeah, but it, I mean, yeah, it's like okay, like they're a complete just, team. Yeah, that's what I'm that's trying to say. Though, and they're well, the, it's the question of can they retain it without Sean Payton? Yes, because yep. he's a guy who definitely would keep everyone in line. Yeah, Vita Vea too. No, that's oh, a box. You switched over. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, all right, and then obviously the remaining team. I have the Bucks finishing eleven and six. I think Tom Brady in his final year is not gonna. Not win the division at least. Um, everyone's back. Like that team didn't lose anyone. And if Russell Gage is your wide receiver three, Julio Jones your wide receiver four, Tyler Drop, they have six starting receivers. Yeah, no, they have a lot of receivers. It's just I, they I don't like end. looking at their line. Their line. They have a good tight end. Jack Mason's there and Tristan Wirfs is there. That's that's Tristan Wirfs is hurt right now. 
He'll be back soon. Tom Brady will I give him. I think it's like four or five weeks. Tom Brady will give him some kale salad or something, and uh, mm-hmm. he'll be fine. And then, um, yeah, I got him going eleven, and I got him going eleven six one in the division. So, like you guys, I have Falcons going six eleven, solid six eleven success. I think that's that's, success. Success. that's a good season for them. I like them going six and eleven. I'm gonna love the Falcons this year. That's gonna be my bad team. And the, yeah, I really don't have anything else to say. I think they're just going to be... This year would be a 7-10 and 10 team if Calvin Ridley didn't get wrong for the suspended for the entire year. He may even eight. A whole year... Oh, I would say 8. I would say 8. A whole year? A whole year after... Calvin Ridley's good for a win. Suspensions of other people. A whole year for betting is crazy. Yeah. I know it's... I know, I know, I know, I know it is illegal, but that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And he bet on his own team. He wasn't even playing. Yeah. He just believed. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a big believe. Believe. Like, sorry, sorry for supporting like the boys. Who snitched? Who snitched? Um, the app. He did it on like FanDuel. Such losers. He did it on like. You think I'm gonna bet with FanDuel? Absolutely not. Never. Nope. Snitches. Uh, next, I'm gonna go Bucks at ten and seven. I just think their holes are way too, like their gaps on that team are way too big for really them to have a lot of success. But I still think they're good enough to be ten and seven and possibly maybe even win a couple more games in ten and seven. But I just think those gaps are not ideal for their situation right now. Um, then I'm high on the Panthers. I don't know why. I just really like the Panthers. I have them tying with the Bucks going 10-7. and seven. I like their offense. I know their linebackers aren't great, but I like their defense a lot. They, they, can, hold, they can hold their ground. Their offense can be very explosive if they can stay healthy. I think they can win 10 games this year. And then I have the Saints winning the division at 11-6. and six. I just believe in Jameis. That's fair. You gotta believe in James. I just believe. Um, I, 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 I just really think they're gonna be a good team. Like they have all the the key components to a successful team in this league, and this division isn't really that strong. I know I have three teams in double digit wins, but yeah. they're not strong teams. Like I, I do. Also, also, to be fair, they don't have that hard of seasons. They no, they don't. Like none of them do. They they don't have that hard of a schedule. So but Tom Brady brought his easy schedules with him from the AFC East to the NFC yeah. South. So uh, once okay. Once Brady and that's, why I think that, that's why I think that helps the Panthers yes. this year because yeah. they, they don't really play a lot of challenging teams, so they can kind of slip in that that awkward area where they can maybe sneak in a wild card appearance. Um, my last my last thoughts on the NFC South um, about the Falcons. Um, they have the best um, three quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion, and it's the fact that Felipe Franks is going to be a Taysom Hill. He's been taking reps at tight end. He hasn't really had a tight end. Um, Felipe Franks, former Florida quarterback, Florida Arkansas quarterback, he transferred. Um, very athletic, awesome. These three quarterbacks run. They run. They move. They throw the ball as well. These guys are. It's like you can honestly like. It's just a little bit worse at like as you go further down the depth chart. They are all. Marcus Mariota wearing number one just fits. Awesome. With the visor too, he looks awesome. With the visor, this is a fast team in Mercedes-Benz uh, Dome or Stadium, Stadium, not Dome, Stadium. Um, he looks awesome, especially with um, he has like a certain like cage on his helmet that has 808 on it, which is that's fire. The Hawaii um, area, area code, so that's fire. All Hawaiians in the league have that, by the way. Yeah. So you can use it in Madden as well. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, you should check that out. It is by far the coolest thing. That was quick. Um, but, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Mm-hmm. Unless anybody has anything else to say. Nope. Ready um, for football. Ready for football. Preseason is coming to an end. Week zero coming to a start. Week zero. Out right now. Tomorrow. 
Nobody knew about it except for me. Big game in Dublin, Ireland for the homeland. We will catch you guys next week. We will not be in person next week. We will all be at school. We will see you guys on the next episode. Have a good week and peace. 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 Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details.